Sports Machine with Slim. We're back, people. I'm going to start today with a couple of stories, a couple of good stories, from ones from yesterday. And this was the first thing I thought about this morning when I got out of bed. This is all I'm doing now is I'm thinking about sports talk radio, what I'm going to do for my show, what I'm going to say to entertain the listening audience. And there we go. Let's get on to the two stories. Yesterday, somebody asked me, why'd you get into radio? Why'd you want to get into radio? I said, oh, you're asking me to make sure. Yeah, because there were some other people there. And I said, because I think I was made for this. I think I'm the best there is in the business. I think I'm better than Felger. I think I'm better than anybody else out there on Sports Talk Radio. That's a pretty inflated opinion of oneself. Wouldn't you think it was literally yesterday was my second day on the airwaves. The sports machine with Slim. Second day. But you know where I stand. And I'm here to be proven wrong. I'm going to continue to hold my conviction that I am the very best person on the radio that you will hear today. Sports Talk Radio or really anything else, but I don't know all the other stuff, so maybe there are some people as good or better than me. So that's how I'm starting the show, by calling my shot and say, you, the listening audience who's listening in right now, I want to keep you here for the next 50-some-odd minutes. Story number two, on my drive in from Brentwood out here to the studios in Concord for WKXL, I stopped off at an area on the highway here on 93, which runs through New Hampshire, but Manchester to Concord. I'm driving north from Manchester towards Concord. On the way back, drive south from Concord down to Manchester. And on each side of Route 93, there's, there's a, a rest stop area that's huge. It's ridiculous. There's a New Hampshire State Liquor Store there, and there's a common man eating place, and donut facility, let's call. Well, today I walk in, and I'm looking to ask for some help and some information about what goes on at this place because this area stop on 93 is incredibly clean, beautiful, perfect, and there's a ton of cars coming and going. So I'm like, these are the exact people I'm trying to reach for my audience I want these people who are stopping at this area to be turning their dial to 101.9 FM in Manchester and 103.9 FM in Concord, right? I, this is like, this is easy. These people are coming right by. I need to reach these people. So I need to ask some questions. There's a guy there by the name of Mark, and he's kind of the greeter. And right, I walk up to the counter right away. Hey, how you doing? You know, he's not looking at his phone like, oh, can I help you? No, no, this dude is like, he's ready to, he's ready to help. Hey, hey, can I help you? Smile. Cool. We start talking. Five minutes. I give him all the lowdown. Hey, I just started up a sports talk radio show, WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. You can hear us over the internet. And I'm just wondering if there's an opportunity maybe for some advertising business. Because for people that don't know, yours truly Slim, I am the sales director here at WKXL as well. So my job is to try to fill our commercial breaks with incredible advertisers who want to be part of uh, a family. 
on the Sports Machine show. And I'm serious about this. I am only looking to have companies advertise on my show that I believe in and that I can recommend to other people. And you'll hear a couple of commercials that I created with the help of Captain Martinez in the back studio who does all the work here at WKXL to keep things up and running. So I just wanted to give her a little bit of credit. She helped me out with the commercials, and so did Andrew with some some great voice work I appreciate on one of those commercials. As I learned more from this guy, Mark, at the Common Man, he puts me in touch uh, with the people I need to be talking to about advertising stuff. But then I go to buy some donuts because I love donuts. And the Common Man donut area, okay, I go over. I talk to Jess and Stacy, Jess greet, greets me at the counter. Hello, she's happy. She's got a bubbly personality. Makes me want to buy donuts. Stacy, I start talking to them both. Stacy says, make sure you tell people I make the donuts. And I'm okay, cool. Jess and me are talking a little bit more. She says, hey, you know something? You're doing a sports talk radio show? You want to go in and talk to the guy in kitchen, Mitty. He just created the Patriots parody that he was telling me he'd love to get on a sports talk radio show, and he's got to find a way to get connected. So I said, really? I gave him all my business cards. Mitty ends up calling me. says, hey, who's, you know, what's going on here? It's, we explain. He sends me his, his compilation that he put together. It's wicked, wicked funny. It's wicked funny. But I've only been on the radio for two days, and I don't know if I could just take something like that and share it with you people. I have, I have to go through a process and checklist to make sure it's cool and legal and all that jazz to put on our air, our airwaves, our airwaves. But, Mitty, if you're out there listening, I'm going to go through the process and do it. Let's move forward. I'm not angry anymore. Yesterday I was angry. The Celtics lost. I'm all upset. I ranted, man, can I talk? I re-listened to that show from yesterday, last night, and I can talk. I think it sounds good for a rambling machine. This one man, I, I was laughing at myself. I mean, I don't know what you people think that are listening out there, but I, I think I'm pretty good at this gig. <laughs> the sports machine. If you want to get on the sports machine as a caller, I totally want that. As much as I love listening to myself, talk and believe me I love it I I love talking to other people and setting them up for success even more so I might sound a little conceited when I say I think I'm the best sports talk radio host in the country right now but my true strength will be engaging with the callers and asking them questions and identifying points of interest that I think the listening audience are going to find either to gain knowledge or to laugh at so if you want to call the show today 603-224-1450. That'll be the number to get on live with me here on the Sports Machine. Are we going to talk about the Celtics today? Yeah, yeah, I think we are. I've had some conversations over the last 24 hours. Maybe the in-season tournament wasn't that important. I disagree. I, yesterday, I, I mean, I railed on it for um, 10 minutes about how... Celtics need to stop saying, like, oh, this game doesn't matter. It's making excuses. It's just a mental block that this team needs to overcome. You can't keep making excuses for why you lose. Jason Tatum, you can't keep complaining to the refs for your mistake of dribbling into a double team and losing the ball. It's not the refs' fault, dude. You never should have gone into the double team. And so we Contrast that situation with the Celtics team who just doesn't know how to win. And, oh, maybe it's not that important. Maybe they don't care. Okay, who knows? Then the Lakers and LeBron, 
who everybody wants to shoot down LeBron in this area. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm a huge LeBron fan now. I used to hate the dude. I used to hate the dude because he was a crybaby. And he still kind of is a crybaby. But you know what LeBron James is? A winner. LeBron James is a winner. And I'm getting close to the microphone so that you all understand this. I don't want to hear anything about, oh, LeBron, this and that. This. The dude wins championships. And you can say, oh, well, he wins the in-season, uh, sorry, the, the, the COVID, you know, the lockdown bubble tournament. That's, that's when he got his last NBA championship. Okay. Okay. He wanted it more than everybody else. So he went out and did it. And the in-season tournament this year, it's the first one in NBA history. So 50 years from now, if the in-season tournament is still a thing, a question will be, whoever won the first in-season tournament? LeBron James wants it to be LeBron James's team. The Lakers did. What's wrong with that? If that's a motivating factor, if that's what you got to do to motivate yourself to get out there and win, God bless you. Go get them. Because you know what? Lakers fans get treated to another game this week that matters. Celtics fans don't. We get to play the Knicks on Friday, I think. Okay, whatever. Just another regular season game that really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to Jason Tatum. It doesn't matter to the rest of the team. Or maybe some of them it does. It doesn't matter to me. And it doesn't really matter to you. I mean, we can talk about it. And I will. But does it really matter? Now, if we were playing the Milwaukee Bucks tomorrow night, would that game matter? Would we want to be talking? Yeah, I'd be talking about that. Probably even today to build up for 24 hours. But I sure as heck would be talking about it tomorrow. It matters. Don't say the in-season tournament doesn't matter. It matters to fans. I want to watch that game. I want to see Giannis at his best and how we, we, we play against them. And so yesterday I talked about, you know, how, how negative do I want to be? How much do I want to attack the players, attack the coaches? And who do, I, who do I want to blame when the Celtics lose? Like, I, we need somebody to blame. Jason Tatum can blame the refs. Who's uh, slim at the sports machine going to blame? I want someone to blame. Well, I mean, my attention is starting to go towards Joe Mazzulla. Okay, the players, yes, yes, yes. They deserve their, their share of the blame. In fact, all of it. But Joe Mazzulla is going to feel some of my wrath when we come back with segment number two. I would ask you, please, stay tuned because you're about to hear an excellent commercial for Maddie Hatter Cookie Company that I came up with entirely myself. You're listening to WKXL 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in Concord, and 101.9 FM in Manchester. You can also hear us on nhtalkradio.com. callers here on the sports machine with slim i have a feeling that our phone lines are going to get increasingly crowded and it's going to be difficult to get through i think we have somebody on the line but i want to hold off for one second and introduce what's going on here this segment i left off last segment with the joe mazula here's here's the one thing i'm going to say i want people to pay attention to I remember in the first game of the season that we played against Milwaukee earlier this year, the first time we played Milwaukee, we come out, opening tip, and Giannis Antetokounmpo is being guarded by Drew Holiday. And the announcer's like, wow, look at this guy, Drew Holiday. You know, he's coming in. He's, he's really, 
he can guard anybody. And then the other night against Indiana, the first possession, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure opening possession, Miles Turner was being guarded by Drew Holiday. It's great. Drew Holiday is an absolute defensive stud. Looks like he's built like, you know, just a brick. And I love his attitude. I love his defensive defensive positioning. He's definitely one of the best defensive players in the NBA. He's better than Marcus Smart on defense. I'm just going to throw that out there. It's absolutely not debatable. He is a better defensive player than Marcus Smart is. But I also noticed at the end of the last game, Drew Holiday was limping, got hurt towards the end of the game. Maybe it had nothing to do with guarding Marcus Turner, but I got a message for Joe Mazzula. Don't have him guard guys 10 times bigger than him. I don't care if he can. We're 10 to 15 games into the season. You need this man to be a rock in the playoffs. You don't ask him to guard guys 50 pounds heavier than him because he can. And that tells me Joe Mazzulla might not know what he's doing. I'm going to leave it there because I would also say the playoffs last year showed me Joe Mazzulla might not know what he's doing. All right, I'm going to try and stay more positive today. If we have a caller on the line. I think that we do. I think Bob might be interested in sharing something with the sports machine. So, Bob, the floor is yours. Hey, Slim. I've been listening to you, and I know that you know, you've been negative on the Celtics, but Jason Tatum is 25 years old. Steph Curry, it took him seven years to win the championship. LeBron James, seven years to win the championship. Michael Jordan, seven years to win the championship. And these were guys, not LeBron, but who had college experience, 25 years old, and he's in his seventh year. He's right on the cusp. And, uh, you know, I don't like to make excuses, but um, <clears throat> with COVID and, you know, that, that was sort of a lost year. So I think they're on the trajectory. But where I needed your insight is um, this pickup of Porzingis. I think in today's game, Rebounding on three pointers is vitally important, and <laughs> and nobody it, talks about that, Bob. Nobody talks about rebounding on three pointers for three point shots. But I'm gonna tell you, it is important. Long rebounds, baby, those count the same as the short rebounds. Now, who are the best rebounders on that particular shot in the NBA, and where does Porzingis fit in there? Well, I mean, if we wanted to ask me about the technique of getting long rebounds, I would tell you, I would refer myself to my own experience because I'm six foot four, and when I played in my men's league, I'm always a guy going in, grabbing rebounds. But as I got older, I started to play the guard position. So in a zone, I would be up top. The first few times I ever played zone, I would, from my top position, I would be crashing down, going towards the rim. And I noticed after about two games, I said, son of a gun, that ball is bouncing right over my head, right to where I was out there. I need to learn to stay out there. And eventually, I did, because I'm really smart. Who are the best NBA players at rebounding long distance <laughs> three shots for rebounds? I honestly do not know. But what I will say, Porzingis is a, a vital component of the Celtics if we are to make a championship run. What, what are your comments on Porzingis so far with what you've seen from him? I am impressed. I, if, I'm 
mostly impressed that he's played 15 games. That's the <laughs> X factor with Porzingis. That's what you need. And yes, it's early days. But I mean, um, with this in-season tournament, I mean, it used to be, I used to go to my aunt's house on Christmas. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, I love it. All right, you're right. Your aunt's house on Christmas. <laughs> this was the first game that I watched that I wasn't watching Bob Cousy call the game. <laughs> you know, on the local, you know, I'm a, I was from North Andover, so, you know, I, I was watching those Boston stations. I like to and, get the Boston listeners up here. I know there's a lot of options out there for sports talk programming on, in Massachusetts, New Hampshire. We're, they're going to they're gonna hear from us. we got some Massachusetts people who are going to call the New Hampshire station. Now, Go ahead. I'm sorry to cut you off, Bob. I know, no, not at all. I know that you've talked about being a caller. And uh, do I remember hearing you on the Felger and Mel show as a... Uh, as a big-time caller? Oh, yeah. I used to call. Yeah. Yeah. Jimmy in, in, a, in NH. Jimmy in New Hampshire. That would be my uh, little thingamajig. Yeah. Who would you say your influences are? You know, like, I when I heard of you taking this gig and you mentioned being a listener, like, I thought of, like, JT the Brick, and he would call into Rome, and that's how he got his career started. Now, who who are some of your guys, your influences? You know, were you listening to, like, Andelman back in the day, that's, that's or funny. Ordway? Yeah, Glenn Ordway I listened to. And back in the Patriots run, I talked about this on the first show on Monday, there was a guy up in Maine called Frank Fixeris. God bless his soul. Yes, I heard um, you mention him. Yeah, he he, he caught my eye, because he was in the ear, because he was just an old dude, smoking cigarettes, talking sports, and he had been a sportscaster in Maine for years and years. So I just started calling his show, and he gave me time, just like I'm doing with you now. Like I want to have a sports talk show where, hey, if you can bring some good ideas, ideas and content to the show i'm not going to cut you off after 15 seconds i'm like all right i'd like to listen to you because i can talk for 30 minutes people who got to be uh, you know forced to listen to me how about you but i will say right now it's actually funny because on twitter last night bob i reached out to two talk show callers that i've heard on eei or 98.5 uh, through the years and it was dakota in braintree and yeah. mike from Woburn, I reached out to both of them and said, hey, I got a sports talk show going on up in New Hampshire, The Sports Machine. I'm looking for new callers. I'd like you guys to come on. I haven't checked my Twitter to see if they got back to me, but I think they're both good, especially Mike from Woburn. I just love when he gets all mad at the Bruins and what they're doing with stuff. So that's that's part of my strategy of how I'm going to build a listening audience. What You got anything else you want to say in case... No, you uh, want to hear something funny? You mentioned ahead. Dakota from Braintree. He cost me money this week because <laughs> I follow him on Twitter and he was... <laughs> You know, talking about he likes to talk about his big bets. Sometimes. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. And yes, he was betting the over on the Patriots points, and I'm waiting for the Patriots to score some points. Yeah. So I said over <laughs> ten and a half. Still waiting. He, he got him at twelve and a half. I get in at ten and a half, <laughs> and I'm like, ten and a half. They can score this. Then it goes to nine and a half. I said, well, let me bet a little more. Well, by the time I ended, I put in some money on the Patriots scoring over three and a half, and as we know. None of those bets came. Well, that is an interesting component. Thanks for the call, Bob. That is a really interesting lead-in to future uh, segments and shows here on The Sports Machine because I wanted to talk a little bit about what I've learned on the sales side of things when it comes to the gambling industry. So we're going to dive into that a little bit in the future. Isn't that funny? Dakota, you cost some people money. (laughs) <laughs> if you're out there listening. That's why I'm hesitant to give picks 
because I don't want to be blamed <laughs> for for people. And I do think it's a serious topic, uh, the gambling issue out there right now. It's I mean, it's huge. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. And very few people win. Most people are losing lots and lots and lots. And those stories are not being shared on the airwaves. So I would tell you the San Francisco 49ers are going to win the Super Bowl this year. <laughs> like that is going to happen. The NFL season can be canceled today. And you can all write this down, and I'm on record, when the Super Bowl is played and the champion is crowned, it is going to be the San Francisco 49ers. Discussion is closed. And people say, oh, the Eagles, this and, you know, oh, they just got run. Here's the deal with the Eagles I want people to think about, and I'm going to make another prediction. Don't act on these predictions, but I'm going to predict that the Dallas Cowboys are going to absolutely smash the Eagles this coming weekend. And just like San Fran did last weekend. Why? Because similar to what I said about Joe Missoula, I don't want him to run Drew Holiday into the ground. That coach from Philadelphia is running his team into the ground. During a three-week stretch before they played San Fran, Philly played like Buffalo was it Kansas City and some other really good team. I don't have it in front of me. Three really like important big games. And Philly won all three. How did they win? Physicality. Look at Jalen Hurts' passing numbers. He's not out there throwing 350, utilizing his, his... They're winning by just masculinity. And you can only do that for so long until you start to wear down. Protect Drew Holiday, please. Joe Missoula. I'm here to protect you listeners and make sure you're having fun. Listen to an upcoming ad right here that I made about cryptocurrency. You can learn a thing or two on WKXL Radio, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in Concord, and 101.9 FM in Manchester, where nhtalkradio.com. some news for you all. I want to make sure you take this into account. Don't just accept what I say as fact sometimes. I told you, San Francisco 49ers are going to win the Super Bowl this year. But I will have you know, about a month ago, well, three weeks ago, I said Cincinnati Bengals are going to the Super Bowl (laughs) this year. That weekend, Joe Burrow got hurt. All last week, I was telling people, Jacksonville is going to go to the Super Bowl this year. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence got hurt. I'm not laughing at you, Trevor. In fact, I, uh, the exact opposite. I'm crying on the inside, actually. But I do have a habit and an uncanny ability to, I think, cause sketchy things to happen sometimes, whether to myself or to other people. Like, I'm not saying I got Joe Burrow hurt or I am the reason why Trevor Lawrence got hurt, but I'm not saying that I'm not. It's to that level with my (laughs) prediction and gambling career, just the ability. It's, as I said, uncanny is the word. But nonetheless, I come to you 100% positive and assured in 
the fact that the San Francisco 49ers are going to win the Super Bowl this year. And the Dallas Cowboy victory over San Francisco, I'm uh, sorry, over Philadelphia this coming weekend, I believe would put San Francisco ahead of Philadelphia in the race for the number one seed out there. Crazy that the Detroit Lions, I think they have, they only have three losses to the Detroit Lions. Dan Campbell, when he first took the job and was like, we're going to do this and we're going to be so tough. And it's like, dude, you're laughing. No, no, he's actually, I, he has that locker room. But Detroit, I don't think their defense is where it needs to be uh, to, to win a championship. They could be so awesome some weeks, and then some weeks I just think they look terrible. It's really amazing, and I don't know what it is that causes it. Is it coaching? Is it just energy and enthusiasm and, like, getting jacked up for a certain game, and then the next week you don't, so you don't look as jacked up? I'm not sure exactly what it is. Last night for TV, what was I going to watch on, you know, my sports channels? I said, oh, well, we got the – Knicks playing against the Bucs. Okay, well, towards the end, that was a blowout, so I didn't need to see a ton of that. The Lakers playing Phoenix, which I, I will say, I don't think Phoenix got it. I just don't think Phoenix got it. I don't care if Bradley Beal comes back. I just don't see that they have the defense to win an NBA championship. And I, I, a lot of people disagree. I mean, I go on Twitter, it's a few like, wait till Bradley Beal comes back. You can't stop these three guys. Like, dude, you have to play defense, too. You actually have to play defense. And there's only one basketball. And... I don't know if those dudes are great passers or to look to get the ball to the other guys. Where LeBron, last night I watched him first play of the game. First play of the game, that dude gets the ball from somebody. He takes one or two dribbles into the paint. One-handed pass, boom, over the defender to, to a wide-open D'Angelo Russell from three. Bingo, bango, bongo, starts out 3 nothing Lakers. And I just am like, Celtics don't have anybody that can do that. Bob, on the the last segment there, caller said, you know, that I'm kind of being hard maybe on Jason Tatum. I will tell you, if it was just for this season, I would trade Jason Tatum for LeBron in a heartbeat. I would rather have LeBron on our team. You know why? Because he's a proven winner. And as I said yesterday, Jason Tatum is not. He has to win before he can become a proven winner. LeBron, when he steps on the court, believes he's going to win, makes his other players on his team believe that they're going to win, and last night, they did win. First round of the in-season tournament. They win. They move on. Celtics, you're at home listening to the sports machine with Slim out of New Hampshire. Our phone number for anybody that wants to call is 603-224-1450. 603-224-1450. On the college basketball side of things, it's just taking shape, right? I don't know how many people out there have started to watch this. So many games, and it's not a long season, actually. It's kind of a short season, but there's just so many games and so many teams. This year, I, all the teams look really good. Like, when I'm watching the, the, the top 15, 20, even 25, 30 teams, I, I'm like, wow, these guys have talent. I wonder if the NIL deals have something to do with this. Like, I wonder if we're going to start to see this throughout all of sports where kids are going to stay in college longer because they can get paid literally millions of dollars. I mean, I saw just a thing the other day. It was some magazine was a oh, it's a Sports Illustrated issue where, like, the the money that Angel Reese is making from LSU and uh, Libby, there's a there's a gymnast from LSU through NIL deals. They're making like literally, I think it was like five to fifteen million a year. 
There was some number in there. I forget what the exact number is. Now, they're like the leading earners on the NIL side of things, at least for, for female athletes. But I'm like, wow, dude. Like, you can make some serious cake when you stay in college. Caleb Williams, big favorite to be the uh, number one pick this season. Hmm. I wonder if he might want to stay in school and have somebody else you know, be the number one pick and he collects some NIL deals for, for a little bit longer. I think we have a caller on the line, so I'm going to stop my rambling for a second and invite them on. Go right ahead and do your thing. Hey, Slim, this is Dave from New Hampshire, unlike your last caller. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm in New Hampshire. I'm starved for some sports radio up in this area because I don't always get the best perception to those Boston stations. You know, so it's, it's nice to have you on. I've had the opportunity to listen to your station here the last three episodes that you've done or the first three episodes of your your budding radio career. But i, I got to tell you, I, I, have, I have some, uh, some disagreements with some of your takes, especially with the Celtics take and the ISC um, and, and then with the NBA just overall. Uh, beyond, I, I don't know where you really want me to start. I will say with Caleb Williams, I think Caleb Williams, there's no doubt he's coming out into the draft. He's not playing into the ball game, so he would never have decided to take the ball game off if he was if he was not going to come out. So he's well, not going back. What if things change? Because things can change in a heartbeat. What if some advertiser comes to him and says, hey, Caleb, we want you to be our lead sponsor guy. You're already on all these other commercials. We'll give you $3 million. You stay in school. You can do whatever you want. You want to stay in school? We'll give you $3 million. If he's the first pick of the draft, he's going to get $50 million or, or whatever. You know, he's going to make a $50 million contract. Right, his first contract right out of right out of college is going to be worth fifty million. So I just think at this point, yeah, you know, I mean, he he. It seems like the Bears are going to get the number one pick. If it's not the Patriots, it's going to be one of those two teams. And, and when I say the Bears, of course, they get it via Carolina. So for me, the Bears, I think it's pretty pretty well known. Justin Fields is going to be their quarterback. I think they're going to want Marvin Harrison Jr. So they're going to look to trade. That's all the news that's out there for people that are in the know. And personally, I think that puts the Patriots in a great spot at number two because they're not going to have to leverage very much. I think the Patriots would be very happy with, with Marvin Harrison Jr. at two, so they kind of control the draft from that spot. So they can win one more game. That's what we want from New England going forward. It's easy to say that the Bears would maybe trade that pick because that's just like conventional wisdom. Oh, they don't need a quarterback. Some teams will trade up to get a quarterback. But after what happened last year with Bryce Young in Carolina, don't you think the other executives out there might be smart enough to be like, hey, maybe I don't want to trade away two first-round picks and a potential like all-star caliber wide receiver to move up to draft a quarterback at number one, Bryce Young, who might turn out to be like not very good at all? I don't think there's anybody who's going to make that trade this year. Uh, it, it, last year, C.J. Stroud went too, and look at the numbers and the production that he's given the Texans right now. He's incredible. You know, I mean, it, there is a little bit of a guessing game, but but last year, Carolina really uh, they 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 leveraged a lot of their future draft compensation to make that move. They're all done. Yeah, they're all done. Carolina's done for the next five to ten years. I got news for you, Carolina fans. However many there are listening to the sports machine, you guys stink, and you got no shot to turn it around because you got no draft picks, and you got a quarterback who's undersized and can't play in the NFL. Sorry. Being a fan of the New England Patriots, I'm not going to tell any other NFL franchise that they <laughs> Well, you're not the host of a sports talk radio show. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, I, to get back to the in-season term, I think your take with the Celtics is just is very far off. You know, I mean, so if you just look at the best teams in the in the NBA right now, 
it, it, I, I think it's it's shown Denver didn't even make the play-in tournament, right? And, and they're still the the favorites to win this whole thing. I just think you know you sound like somebody who starved for a championship here, and and you're living on this in-season tournament as a potential you know a, a solution to that issue. When the in-season tournament is really new, it's going to take these guys a few years to figure out whether or not there's a benefit if they really want to actually participate in this tournament. If they want to make the trip out to Las Vegas. I don't. I, I just think there's so many variables that are yet to play out, and so it's great that Milwaukee. But Milwaukee has something to prove because the Celtics are the, are the, the, season, the preseason favorite. They're still the in-season favorite to win the championship. The Celtics right, have any, the Celtics you know, have nothing to prove. No, at this point, the Celtics have zero. There is nothing that they can prove. Winning the NBA tournament doesn't prove anything for them. Totally disagree. They, I, I feel they have a lot to prove to me. And if they were able to win the in-season tournament, that means they would have beaten Milwaukee, and then they would have beaten another team, probably the Lakers. If it doesn't matter to anybody, why does it matter to LeBron, one of the very best players of all time, if not the best, but I would say Michael Jordan, Bill Russell. And go from there. You're listening to WKXL, everybody. You're on 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in Concord, 101.9 FM in Manchester, NH Talk Radio. You can always hear us on tape delay right there. Tell your friends. We'll be back. The Sports Machine with Slim is back. We got about 10 more minutes of this episode. If you would, do me a favor, please, if you don't mind. If you think this is good radio, please tell your friends. Please just tell people, hey, have you heard this new sports talk show that's on WKXL? I mean, we're a New Hampshire company. I'm in the Concord Studios right now. So it's this is a New Hampshire product with a New Hampshire station, New Hampshire listeners. Yes, we want Massachusetts. Thank you, Bob. We want the Massachusetts listeners. And believe me, you start spreading the word down there, they're going to be turning their dial over to, to us on nhstockradio.com too, just like everybody else is. I, I mean, am I wrong? I, I, am I wrong or am I like really good at this? I will say the two callers that I've had today, I, I got some intelligent people calling into the show it must be i have got an intelligent listener base (laughs) my third day on the show i can say and scream from the top of the mountains i've got an intelligent listener base if you are listening to this show you are one of the folks out there that can hold their head up high you are an intelligent listener and you anybody doubts you you say the slim from the sports machine said i'm intelligent and so then it must be true I do need help from everybody, though. This cannot be a one-man operation as good as I am, as incredible a talk show host as I am. I need help from the listening audience. I need help from the callers because it's good for me to take a break. And my strength, for people that don't know, I've been a recruiter for 20-something years. Years. I started in 1999 was when I started up as a recruiter. You know who a recruiter is? Those annoying people, like you know, the, the, the dirty salespeople almost in some, some way, shape, or form. I think that, that reputation in the industry of folks who try to get other people jobs. Right, so you call the recruiter. Hey, you have a job. And the recruiter's like, oh, dude, you need to take this job because it's this good. <laughs> it's this and that. I ran my own recruiting company for 20 years. I never took that approach. 
I just, I learned quickly, it's not about me. I'm just here to reach out to you and say, hey, I have this job. Are you interested? Yes. Okay, we'll move it forward. And I'll try and present things in the best way so that if you want to go to work for this company, I will help make it happen. That was my job as a recruiter. And at the end, if you didn't take my job, I got paid zero. It was 100% commission in my job, especially. I ran my own company. I was the only employee of this company, which was called The Search Machine. And so that's why I called this show The Sports Machine. And sometimes I want to say The Search Machine, but I don't. I say The Sports Machine. That's what we are. We're The Sports Machine Radio. But the point of the matter is, I always had good intentions toward the people I was trying to help. Like, hey, do you want this job? If not, that's cool. If you take it, if you do take this job, I get paid. And sometimes I get paid big checks. So, of course, I want you to take the job. But if this isn't the best job for you, then don't, don't take the job. I understand. you got to do what's best for your life. You know what's better for your life than me. So, if your life is better listening to competing radio stations, then okay, yeah, I'm going to let go of the rope. You go ahead. You can, you can go over there. You can listen to, to them. That's fine if they're better. If you like me, though, I need your help. I'm also the sales director at WKXL for people that don't know. The sports machine, Slim, I run sales over here. I need to acquire the very best companies in the area to be on the airwaves here during my commercials. I need to know these businesses, know that they provide great services so that I can feel great about recommending them to the people in the listening audience. So think about that as you go about your day too, as if you didn't have enough to think about. Now you're getting homework from this new dude on the radio, like, yeah, thanks a lot, Slim, dude. We're all set. Let's get back to talking some, some sports. Last night I said I was flipping through the dial to see what was on the TV, and I didn't really want to watch the, the Bucks end of that game, so I watched UConn play North Carolina, and North Carolina's just getting ground down through the game. UConn's your national title, so, you, you know, holder, defending champ, from last year, and they graduated a guy or two, an amazing shooter, uh, who, who's not on the team anymore, but UConn brings back a stellar squad. Well, they're playing, and they're just slowly, slowly knocking North Carolina. Eventually, they open up the lead. It's 63-51 to 51 with 13 minutes left in the game. They're up by 12. Then it was 63-58 to 58, just one minute later. So, Seven points in a row, North Carolina ran off. And if you're watching the game, it's like, oh, wow, okay, what happened? Seven points, one minute. They went to a full-court press just out of nowhere. Instead of picking up at half court, they did a, a zone press. North Carolina put it on UConn. UConn wasn't totally ready. Stole the ball, went in, boom, seven points. It just discombobulated UConn. And that's what I'm trying to do here with the radio industry is discombobulate everybody and say, hey, we're just going to throw on a full court press. I'm going to start talking about advertisement during commercials on the sports machine and how we can do things for advertisers and companies that want to be associated with the show to really bring positive press to you, positive messaging, get you more customers, make money, because wake up, you need to make money, yo. In the end, radio is about making money. We all know this. The commercials pay the bills. And, but I want our bills to be paid by advertisers who actually are making money by advertising on the sports machine. 
And that's how we can turn this whole family that I've talked about over the last couple of days, this radio show family, into something that gets bigger and bigger so that we're making enough money. So I'm making donations. The sports machine is making donations. WKXL is making donations to local charities, to local boys and girls clubs, to basketball outfits. Like I talked to the other day, a guy was running one down in Manchester, New Hampshire. Incredible youth basketball league for kids that are getting cut from the town league that would have no other place to go. Chris has given him a spot to play and organize in the league, and it sounds like he's doing it pretty much all himself. I'm going to have him, hopefully, on the show as a guest one of these days because that's the type of story I want to deliver out there to the people. We're going to talk national sports as things go on through the days, weeks, months to come, but we're also going to talk about the local stuff and the people that are making a difference every single day in the kids' lives in this country because we're not hearing enough of that stuff on the radio or on TV or anywhere, certainly not on social media. We need outlets in this country, the United States of America, where we can turn to and know we're going to receive positive messages and be proud to have our children listening our friends listening, our family listening. And that's what, maybe I'm just being too idealistic. I'm just a a dude with the microphone here. Nobody even knows who I am. Nobody even knows my real name. If you weren't listening in the first episode, Jim McIntyre is my real name. I live in Brentwood. I got two young kids. I coach both of their basketball teams, K and pre-K, first and second grade, and I love it. I had coaching last night. I coached the first and second grade. I had eight of the kids down one end. The other two kids, our, our tallest two kids, Terrible shooting form. We had our first game last week. Poor kids. Missed. <laughs> One kid shot four times in a row. Missed each time. The rebound just comes slamming off the backboard right right back to her. She would catch it. Shoot it again. Slam off the She's shooting with two hands like overhead throw passes. She had no, no touch. So I, I sent the other eight kids down. I work with the two of them for about five minutes each, ten minutes each max. Individually. One's on one corner, the other's the other corner, just on the block. Shoot, shoot, off the backboard, one hand. Hold the ball in one hand, flick towards the sky. Then we start playing scrimmage. I say, okay, let's get everybody together, five on five. Those two kids shot so much better. They, one of them had, I think, four baskets over the five minutes. The other one had two. And you know what they did each time after they scored? They looked at the parents and they smiled. And I noticed it. And I know they're smiling because of me. They weren't going to make those shots if I didn't show them how to shoot. Does that make me conceited? Does that make me arrogant? Or does that just make me know I'm a pretty good basketball coach and I want to share that talent? God blessed me. And yes, I do believe in God. I think I said that to open up the show on the first day. And I'm not saying we need to talk a lot about that, but something created all of us, and they didn't create us to do the crap that we're doing to each other on social media and in reality. Like, and I, I, enough or nothing. I know this isn't sports talk, but I've kind of had enough of it. And so somebody asked me, like I said, why'd you get into radio? Maybe that's a little bit part of it too. Because I feel like I've got some power to get people hooked on what I'm going to say and the listening audience and say, maybe... I can say some things that help people smile during the day. I ain't perfect. I made plenty of mistakes. I'm going to make plenty of mistakes for the rest of my life. There's no doubt. But I'm pretty good at this radio, talk radio thing. And until people tell me I'm not, then I'm just going to keep on believing that. Phone here. We're at, we're at uh, almost wrapping it up time. So I guess you won't be calling today at 603-224-1450. But why don't you just put that number 
into your contacts on your phone, 603-224-1450. Just put Slim from the sports machine right in the contacts of your phone, and you can call in tomorrow or Friday. We're here every single day, 10 to every single weekday, 10 to 11 a.m. live. I will tell you on WKXL, we're being rebroadcast at night now, too. That one hour that's being done right now, you'll be able to hear again on the drive from 6 to 7. So we're going to be reaching more and more people because different people listen to the radio, especially in their car, from between 10 and 11, and then from 6 to 7. A lot of people driving home from 6 to 7. So if you're listening right now during the 6 to 7 hour, you know the show is actually taped from 10 to 11. And we love you too. The, uh, the, hey, I'm a big fan of the 6 to 7 drivers out there. I wasn't just talking to the 10 to 11 drivers who are listening. I love you 6 to 7 uh, drivers as well. WKXL, we've got a lot of new things going on, some changes to the programming here. New Hampshire Radio, believe me, Massachusetts does not have the patent on sports talk radio. We've been, okay, we got two choices. EEI and the Sports Hub. Well, now we got the sports machine. I will say at 10 o'clock, the other shows, you think they're better than me? Okay. WKXL Radio. As I've said a few times, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in Concord, 101.9 FM in Manchester, always on the web, NH Talk Radio. The Sports Machine with Slim. I'm loving it, having fun. I hope you are too. We'll try and do even better tomorrow. Bye.